Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Well, this is our usual week off for the year, and this week we are going to do a little replay of our very first Christmas episode. It is Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. Happy Holidays! Happy New Year. We will be back with our guest, Anthony Saratelli's pick of REO Speedwagon's Roll with the Changes in 2024. So I was sitting around Wednesday, a little bit hungover, still a little immobile because of the ankle, and my mom and I watched the new Bee Gees documentary on HBO. I knew you were going to bring that up, because I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I thought about it last night. Should I, uh, should I watch? I was watching that, and I was like, the Bee Gees are probably my favorite band that I never want to hear. <laughs> they're such good songwriters and even I like mean, some of those songs they wrote for like Dion Warwick and, and the Kenny and Dolly I lo- but like you know I can't I'm not going to sit around and sing that you know but it's when I hear it I mean, it's just the magnificence of the songwriting is incredible the cool thing about that is once you once you kind of go through their career and then you get to that point where basically Saturday Night Fever's success and this and, and the backlash to disco basically ruined their careers as like performing artists so they had to start writing for other people and when they were kind of playing those songs you were like oh yeah that sounds just like a Bee Gees tune mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like Islands of the Stream I've never I, I didn't know that they wrote mm-hmm. that song but like what it's would you say it, yeah and and the the part when he talks about how they were like oh we just need somebody to do some kind of falsetto here and then he made that sound and they were like that sound what, what's your what's your favorite song after watching it what's your, what do you think your favorite Bee Gees tune is <laughs> The one I'm most likely to listen to is to love somebody because yeah. it's like the most reasonable. But like, <laughs> I mean, the other ones are just like, I'm not ready for that much chest hair and beard and feathered <laughs> hair, you know, at any point ever. Look, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart is a beautiful song. But it when is. he when he comes in with that breath and he's like, <sighs> all right, he's like, whoa, dude, I have take not, a step back. I have not seen the documentary. <laughs> I should watch it, but I would say just for comedic value, maybe some jive talking. Dude, I mean, seriously Jive-talking. though, um, staying alive. I don't like I mean, that staying song. alive is ridiculous. Staying yes, alive is a yes. great song. It's yeah. so good. How about you? To love somebody was my answer, or is my answer. But it's, the, it's such a cool tune. But I was listening to like that that song they wrote for Dionne Warwick. Why do you have to be a heartbreaker? And it's like the chorus is just. I mean, it's Beatles level pop writing. Yeah, I mean, it really well, is incredible. Um, that's kind of the school, the school they came from, though. Right, know? but they 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 really took it into like a, such a crazy place. I mean, the seventies. I was you know telling my fiance we were talking about, it, and I was like, everything just got so big in the seventies. I mean, there was so much yeah. money, there was so many records sold, the concerts were massive. Like, there were so many drugs, and no one really knew how bad it was for you. Yeah, so folks just went for it. You know, just crazy. Like Peter Frampton, like Frampton Comes Alive being like the highest selling album of all time at that point, and just crazy. 
Well, that's what it was. One of the coolest parts was when Clapton was like, you know, I just told him to go to America and basically record like in Miami where I had just recorded yeah. that album. They did that and, at the same studio. Neil. And he was like, I always thought of them as an R&B band and they just hadn't discovered that yet. And that was like, hell, hell yeah, Clapton. Oh yeah, dude. Word, words of wisdom. Except I don't know about this new fucking song. Apparently, oh, that was going to bring that up. I haven't listened to it, and I will not listen to <laughs> I, it. I listened to it just to see. To um, Stand and deliver. It's a really cheesy blues song, just with a, a generic blues solo, and just kind of I don't know. It's definitely being panned as just like, and a very bad message. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, it's part of Van Morrison's recent. Uh, yeah, the, it's the, it's the it's anti lockdown. Anti lockdown song, and Clapton sings it. Van Morrison oh wrote it. I was hoping for some sweet Van vocals at least, but didn't he? It's just, just Clapton being cheesy and off. Okay, oh, God. He's like, <laughs> Van Morrison's like, stay home. Na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Well, I na, listened. Na, 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 na. I actually listened and I was wondering, I was like, what if this song also doesn't have a chorus or words to the chorus? <laughs> Do you think it's possible to write a great song with just a stupid message? Like, this is just ridiculous. I don't think anybody could write a. I mean, maybe. Um, I mean, I dig a pony is not stupid, but it's nonsensical and it's a great song. There's some great songs with just questionable. But I mean, like, like anti. Anti science. Anti science stupid. Just an ignorant message. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Rebel Rouser sounds so fucking redneck and racist, and there's no words to it. <laughs> but it is a good melody. as a good guitar riff, I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. So kind of just talking about holiday songs. Like, what, what are you guys, what are your favorite holiday songs? What would you suggest people listen to during this season? Scientists, primarily. Up here. <laughs> Dr. Fauci, first and foremost. Whatever he More. says about Christmas, do that. Beyond that... Um, it, see, Christmas songs, you almost need categories. Because you can't compare Oh Holy Night to Run Run Rudolph to Christmas for Cowboys. So I almost feel like you almost need uh, Run Run Rudolph is my favorite, my favorite, like, rock one. It, it, Please Come Home for Christmas is another good one of that yeah. genre, that vein. Yeah, no, well, yeah, that's a great um, sad song. Yeah, yeah. Sad Christmas song. But in terms of, like, you know, Christmas overall category greatest christmas song ever like unlimited heavyweight division oh holy night is the refrain and it sounds like god him or her or whoever yeah. the fuck wrote it it's beautiful it's incredible it it's beautiful. transcendental and then mm-hmm. ave maria which i have a there's a version uh specifically of oh holy night by a new zealand soprano named kiri takanawa and it literally sounds like an angel like my mom had it when I was a kid and I still have it and it's it's incredible it makes you believe in good things again well I mean I feel, feel like you can't talk about Christmas songs without talking about Last Christmas by Wham <laughs> I'm gonna forget you said that probably because you drug me <laughs> <laughs> no I, I agree oh, oh Holy Night is is up there with Silent Night for me is like the top, the best my you know when I used to sing in church like those songs were really fun to sing and, and whenever you hear them they're just so nice and beautiful i love paul mccartney's simply having a wonderful mm-hmm. christmas is a really good yeah. one I, l- I love some of the classics I, I think my favorite is uh, little drummer boy because it's just so distinct and reminds me of being a child and it's just like boom 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 like 
I love just the the nature of it. I mean, it's it's a it's a crazy ass song. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but other than that, that's my favorite like classic. But I'd say other than that, I really like some new takes on Christmas songs. <clears throat> One of my favorites is by the Ravenettes. It's called the Christmas Song. And it's just uh, like I thought it was a classic when I first heard it, but it's definitely not. It's it's kind of just like all the lights are coming on now. How I wish that it would snow now. It's it's very good. Uh, War is over. Obviously, Lennon is a classic kind of. Is that the saddest Christmas song? No. Why? I don't, I don't really find that sad. I find it somewhat uplifting. Feels like he's talking about complacency in the world. No, he's talking about the Vietnam War is over, and it's time to celebrate it, it, Christmas. It, it's always it doesn't strike a melancholy to- tone with you, like so. This is Christmas. No, not begun? at all. Another year's over. New Year begun. I mean, it sounds like no, no. I hear you, but but doing? that was the nature of Lennon. Like I think he was just always asking questions. But th- I think the nature of the like it 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 makes me happy when I hear it. Neil, you mentioned the you said the Ravenettes. Mm-hmm. So there is a song called the C- Christmas song, and it's when Karen yes. Carpenter sings, and that's the oh, one really? that starts. That's the one that starts out with um, chestnuts roasting. Nat King Cole also does it. So yes, yes, that's a yes. different Karen Carpenter's version of that song is, and her her version of Little Drummer Boy is great. I do think the uh, the Charlie Brown. Christmas time is, is the weirdest Christmas song. Like that's like a French es- existential <laughs> Christmas, but it's cool. Oh, it's cool. Uh, I would also say going to the classics. I mean, ha- there's some really good versions of "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's have a good one. yourself a merry little Christmas. Real quick, do you have a least favorite Christmas song? Oh, all I want for Santa is you. No, hey Santa, Neil. No, not that I, I can think of. I'm going to go with Jingle Bells. What? I've never been a fan of that song. I don't like it's it. It's really your, it's it's your least favorite. It's worse than like, you, you, you name Wham willingly and then you're going to shit on Jingle Bells? <laughs> it's either Jingle Bells or a Holly Jolly Christmas. I, I just don't need to hear either one of those. Yeah, but you I'll, need to hear I'll Wham. Go, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Holly Jolly Christmas. That's... <laughs> no, but seriously, how does that song go? Can you sing it for me? Um, last Christmas. Give oh. you my heart. That song sounds <laughs> like someone spilt some of that shit from Prometheus apart. on a Christmas Dude, tree I branch. Was <laughs> and that song came. Joking. But then you're crapping on Jingle Bells. and you're, I don't like Jingle Bells. Oh, I got one we haven't talked about. Merry Christmas from the Family by Robert Earl Kane. Do you know that one, Josh? Is that a staple around Mississippi? He starts out and he's like, Mom got drunk and Dad got drunk at our Christmas party. We were drinking homemade punch and champagne eggnog. Like I, I've heard it before, good, but not, I mean, it's not a staple. <laughs> and definitely one of the one of the saddest songs is the Simon and Garfunkel "Silent Night" seven o'clock news. I don't know what is this. Silent I've never Night. heard that. What is it? They're singing "Silent Night," and it's just like the seven o'clock news. Like eleven nurses were murdered. <laughs> Someone's like yeah, it's not, basically not a just good idea, Simon. Horrible, horrible news under them singing "Silent." You've never heard that? Weird. Like, so-and-so is going to court for l- l- murdering 11 nurses, blah, blah, blah. It's just the all saddest. All is it's calm. calm. All oh, that's strange. Is <laughs> <bright>. uh, <laughs> and on that note, 
you are listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. This week is my week, and I chose Elvis Presley's 1957 release, Blue Christmas. Well, this has always been my favorite holiday tune, to the point where I'm pretty sure when we ever played around the holidays, I always wanted to cover this. I know we played it at least once or twice. It was first performed by Doy Odell in 1948, but I figured we, you know, we're mainly just going to discuss the Elvis version. Being a Mississippi kid and my mom being a member of his fan club when when she was growing up in the 50s in Mississippi, I heard a lot of Elvis, and and this song is one of those I heard often every year. It makes me feel good, even though it's not necessarily a happy song. It's still somewhat upbeat. You know, the vocal is quintessential Elvis. And, you know, it blends elements of country, rockabilly, rhythm and blues. And it's just a straight-up rock and roll Christmas song. It's got to be one of the first ones. You know, his version was in 1957. And it's just perfect for the holiday season. So, So for clarity, when you say it's your favorite holiday song, do you mean full stop? It's your favorite. If I'm going to like old church songs, I'd probably say Silent Night is my favorite Christmas song. So you mean more like kind of pop? Yeah, I would say I would say for purposes of what we talk about on this podcast, I wasn't going to pick Silent Night. Oh no, totally. I was just I was looking. For, I didn't know if you're like, no, this is the best. It crushes Silent Night. I didn't know. If no, you no, no. That. I mean, I, I think I think Silent Night's probably my is, is a beautiful, like gorgeous song. I wouldn't really say that about Blue Christmas. I would just say this makes me feel good. During the holiday season. Because you feel better than that poor son of a bitch is what it is. You're like, at least I'm not that dude. That's what <laughs> exactly. it is. It's, it's You feel good by comparison. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a great song. You know, I mean, very well written. Elvis is Elvis. It's like fucking Einstein at this point. I mean, it's, it's an adjective. I mean, that's how <laughs> significant Elvis is. Yeah. And you're right. This is peak Elvis. You know, which is yeah. a great peak to reach. I mean, you got to love them. You can't do anything but appreciate it and drink to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a very interesting take on a Christmas song, kind of for its time, like blending sadness and the sentimental like nature of Christmas. It, it shines a light on the sentimental nature. Like, you, you kind of want someone to spend Christmas with. You know, everyone's had a blue Christmas, if you haven't, good for you. But <laughs> I think it's nice, but it's not. It's definitely not my favorite version of this song, and I feel like it's almost kind of a novelty. It's uh, it's got Elvis's like crooning and the super weird but effective harmonies. I definitely prefer other Christmas songs and other versions of this song, but it's definitely cool. It definitely has a, a big effect. It's weird because it is a sad christmas like it's not krampus like it's not full-on like horror film but it's kind of weird to mix like a sad christmas song i was thinking it's kind of like north pole after dark which is basically anytime after march until september the fucking north pole lounge everyone's just sitting around and all the elves are out of work and it's 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 it's, it's feels juxtaposed is that the word we're looking for i think i'm i'm looking at juxtaposed I'm gonna stand with juxtaposed. Sure, sure. Well, I do think it's juxtaposed with White Christmas. You, you know, well, I mean, any, I, or just Christmas in general, red and green. But Christmas I wonder. Too. But I, I wonder if 
the writers who are Billy Hayes and J.W. Johnson, I wonder if they wrote this as kind of a alternate reality to White Christmas. Well, no, it's just it is a real experience, right? Of course. But and I would I would say I'm not sure that what Neil Neil you said like it's so everybody wants to be with someone on Christmas. I don't even listen to this as if he's like absolutely alone. You know, like he's well, got to be with somebody. No, it's too sad. That's what it's too I th- sad that's if what he's I'm just saying. like walking down the street or sleeping on a bench Could or something. Be. You know, it's not. It's not. Could be. My son calls another man daddy by like Hank Williams. It ain't like that kind of <laughs> that dark. <laughs> my wife calls him daddy too. Well, by the way, that's never good. And that's why I called her novelty because you know Elvis isn't alone. Like you can tell, like he's definitely got a lady. He's just. Oh, he's It's kind of almost 40. like he fucked up or Christmas makes you sentimental and you're like, ah, man, that old, that old flame. God, I wish she was around because it's Christmas time, but in January, fuck her. (laughs) Well, but what it is is anytime there's an opportunity for celebration, if you don't have that celebration, you immediately feel a loss. Even like baseline is not acceptable at Christmas. Christmas should be with family and friends or, you know, whatever holiday season you you celebrate. It should be with folks, hanging out, having a good time. And even just same old, same old feels like, feels sad at Christmas, like hanging out by yourself. Or or even if you're just, you just don't have your family. It sounds like he is missing his, his family. Yeah, it shines a light on either he fucked up or he shouldn't be with this girl. Like, there's a reason they're not together. But for some reason, Christmas makes you feel like, oh, man, I wish you were around. Because it's the most wonderful <laughs> time of the year, and it turns into the saddest time yes, of the year, which the just makes wonderful. it fucking twice as sad. <laughs> yes, well, yes. But I would I would say that, you know, we were talking about, mentioned Silent Night earlier. A lot of the, like, church songs about Christmas are, are very solemn. They're not there's necessarily a reverence. sad. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a reverence. I, I was looking it but, up. It's not the first sad Christmas song. Um, <laughs> what did you Google? First sad no, Christmas no, song? No, no. The um, <laughs> If Only in My Dreams. Oh, I'll Be if Home for Christmas? Only yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'll, I'll Be Home for Christmas. It's, it, it's a different kind of sad. This is blues. If someone has the blues, this is relationship sad. This isn't I Can't Get Home sad which is which actually enforces the fact that you have a family that you want to see this is worse because it's like i got nothing yeah and it sucks and, because this is when you're supposed to have something well, that, that's i think the you know the lyrics do an excellent job of like painting that picture of missing someone loneliness and i would say my favorite line you know, and when those blue sna- snowflakes start falling, that's when the blue memories start calling. I just love that little line. Speaking of the writing, I love kind of the the use of just colors. You know, it's called Blue Christmas. Yes. Like the second line, or the third line is the red and green on a Christmas tree. And then they're talking about the blue snowflakes and the white christmas it's just it's it's a great use of poetry just kind of using the colors <laughs> yeah do you feel like when he mentions white christmas in there you'll be doing your all right with your christmas of white do you feel like that's kind of like a call out to white christmas i feel like it is was it well, it's he, a reference. do you think I mean, the writers pissed. did that yeah sure, I, I think i think for sure out of convenience i think though I don't yeah think yeah, like, yeah 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 but yeah sure 
but the thing is, White Christmas is just describing snow. So it's not like they patented the yeah. term. You know, it's just they're just describing snow. So it's like, you know, you'll be doing all right, and I'm here in the, the black snow. I'm in the ditch <laughs> with my bottle. I'm here where the, ca- where the cars have been driving over. It's black and yellow. There's a beer uh, at Trader Joe's called Simpler Times, and me and my buddy used to always laugh and call it Happier Times. <laughs> like, you drink it, and you're just, like, sitting there, and you're, like, kind of drooling, but you have a smile on your face on the sidewalk. And you're kind of happy. <laughs> A little bit. Um, I do yeah. love it's. It's so short and sweet from a songwriting perspective. There's two verses, and the the chorus. I mean, I know. Uh, I think Ernest Tubbs did an, an extra verse in there, which is yeah. There's that third version. verse in it's pretty in sweet. a lot of yeah, yeah. versions. Yeah, I mean, well, this is this is pretty. But much it gets a, a little song. religious on that third it, verse. This is a country song that Elvis turned into a rock song, right? Yes, yeah. but I, like the, I must song, say you could argue I, blue country blues. The, 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 the first four recorded versions, well, the first two were Day Odell and Ernest Tubb, straight up country so songs good, of though. that so era. I, I like those better for sure. And, but they're saying but then, blue in it. Like I mean, it is it's very bluesy. Like it's not. Oh yeah, for sure. El Paso, for sure. Well, right. Yeah, this song I feel like what it does maybe different than other Christmas songs is it's about an individual that's not Santa or Frosty or Jesus, right? It's, it's about the person. It's, it's almost like a, it's first person. I think it, descri- it creates a character, and the character I see, now that I think about it for 15 seconds, is Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon because he's sitting there mm. in the trailer, and his wife had died, and he's fucking got a 9mm bread in his mouth and a, <laughs> all this stuff, and a mullet. Does he? Do, do they play that song? In no, book? but it's that. It's that. It's, <laughs> but it, they it's should. What, what they this should. song has that that, that when they I'll eventually remake it. Yeah, I'll be home for Christmas. Is nostalgic. This yes. tune is sad. It's, it's it's relationship. It it brings romance into Christmas, or romantic loss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I mean it goes just to like romanticism, sentimental, like just Christmas brings up those vibes and it really taps into that sentimental romanticism well yeah. and also if it was written as a country song in the late 40s you know jonathan i know you watched the ken burns country music documentary as well like that was like a time when country like country music was they were really just writing songs about breakups like that's was just what most country music was about at that time because more people were starting to get divorced so it was something that people were talking about more and that it kind of started showing in that Appalachia country hillbilly well, music they the, were still calling it. The, the thing time. is, songwriting wise, this song's pretty paint by numbers. I mean, the lyrics are yes. good. They work real well, but it's, it's a very common chord progression. It's yeah, it, it's you know, it's a very common chord progression. The melody is pretty predictable. The, the lyrics are very good and illustrative. And Elvis, you know, or whatever. It's it, it's of the straight ahead songwriting that you see. I mean, there's a lot of songs that use this chord progression. And, and just just to put a bow on the songwriting section where on the bow uh, <laughs> as 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 you you know I, I will say like jonathan you know we you've mentioned in past pods that or past episodes that it's a great song if there's multiple versions of it that are great and of this song there are so i think you know songwriting wise there it's hard to find fault in the song it is like you said paint by numbers but it's effective and it's it's very open to interpretation in in very good ways it's like an in and out cheeseburger. Like it's a cheeseburger, but it's probably the best cheeseburger most folks are going to get 
conveniently. Like it's that. Or or think they a little overrated in my. Well, opinion. no, but there, there may be places that are better, but they're not like a five hundred of them, right? Like I mean, in terms of but like, it's, it's unique. It's Fair. unique, Fair. like yeah, in yeah. and out. There's nothing like a. Double There's a double. quality to it, and this song. So it's not doing anything new, but it is. You know, it could be Bojangles of the South. You know, if you're in the Southern, like. There's different mm, things. Yeah, I, miss, I miss Bojangles. I miss Bojangles too. We all miss Bojangles. Well, so to kind of transition into the music, I noticed something. I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me on this, but the music with the harmonies, it's sad and it's lonely and you know it's heartbreaking. But it almost the, the the way that they do the mu- the, the the music in the song with Elvis vocal and the harmonies and that dum 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 dum. It almost sounds like a daydream. Like it sounds like he's daydreaming. <laughs> a dream. Well, it's kind of the classic fifties thing, though, right? Yeah, it's oh. got that kind of like we talked about in the um, Everly Brothers. Yeah, when exactly. Will I, be loved. That, I mean, yeah. it's got that that sound, that reverb. And if we're talking about the music, um, it's obviously Elvis on lead vocals, rhythm guitar. Scotty Moore on lead guitar, who. Mm. Um, I think he was his good lead guitarist the, for he's the, yeah, which mm-hmm. is super cool. Yeah, he's I mean he's he's the guy. Like, he's the guy yeah. that everybody from Keith Richards to Jimmy Page to George yeah. Harrison sat and studied. Well, he's um, the guy who went into Sun Records with him. Oh, yeah. and, cool. Um, it's Bill Black. <laughs> Bill Black on double bass. DJ uh-huh. Fontana on the drums. Dudley Brooks on piano. Great name. <laughs> the Jordanaires on backing vocals, and Millie Kirkham. On backing vocal um and i mean it must be pointed out that the vocals are so weird and um crazy like <laughs> I, I i hate them and i love them what? at the same time what? no they, they sound like a winter wind and i i love them because they are so it's tough to, like you could never pull that off again I know we've tried to cover the song and just doing that. It's like God, you sound. It, sounds horrible. it just sounds horrible. It's so like it's so fragile. This this vocal. It's true. Yeah, it's funny because you said that, Neil. Because I was always like, I never liked them either. But then today I listened to them. I was like, oh, it's the wind. It's representative. And you're not supposed to like the wind, right? It's dissonant. It's kind of mm-hmm. off-putting. Mm-hmm. I agree. It could be feel a bit overproduced. I, I, I want to point out a couple of things. Uh, the band is basically his band. Yeah, yeah, and then the Jordanaires are backup singers who were like session folks in Nashville that sang on all the like George Jones tunes and all that stuff. So they were like a pretty classic uh, group. And but but I heard it today, and it's like it's wind. And when I hear it as something, I'm not. It's supposed to make me uncomfortable. It's supposed. I'm not supposed to like it. Eh, mm-hmm. I can find artistic merit for it. Yeah, it's so out there. It's it's so unique. You know, it, it definitely stands out as one of the main points of the song because there's so many versions. But this is the only one where you hear those weird ass harmonies. This is my favorite part of the song. It's not even close. Like the the the, the harmonies, like that. That's your favorite part kinda, of the song. That is my favorite. It the always has been. That shit. It sets such a cool mood for this song. And and as we will discuss in under the covers <laughs> later, which I guess we're already a little bit under the covers well, since no, you know. But I did I did list in my notes that the harmonies were my least favorite part and my favorite part. <laughs> they made me feel the happiest and the dirtiest at the same time. <laughs> hey, but well, because I think if you take those away, you really just have Elvis' vocal is just 
Elvis impersonator vocal. You know, I mean, there's some songs he has where it's not just like, all right, I'm gonna hear this in Vegas. But this is like, <laughs> Elvis anybody can Elvis really do this impersonation. <laughs> I'll say this: I think what they could do, they could just bring him down in the mix a little bit. If they brought him down in the mix, <laughs> you could have him. No, no, seriously. No, it's not they are, binary. It is, it's, 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 it's not it's have right him, don't front, have him. It's right up front. Yeah. It's right, and, and it's kind of piercing and grating. If they brought mm-hmm. it down a little bit, well. Yeah, that's, yeah I that's think that would I'm, help. That's why I said it's my least favorite. It's my favorite because it's so unique and so hard to pull off. But it also is like, just let Elvis sing enough with the doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Just speaking of Elvis's vocal, I think it's great, but there's a lot of Elvis stuff that it's a little too much. Another part I listed as one of my least favorites is how he says Christmas. Blue, 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 blue Christmas. <laughs> Have a blue, 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 blue Christmas. The thing about the king, the thing about being the king is you literally—it's impossible to break the law if you're the king. So he can't do anything wrong by definition of being the king. One other thing I'll say: I wonder if the Stones got their hoo-hoos from this for uh, "Simply for the Devil" because it's got a similar vibe. Well, I, remember when I said earlier that anybody could do the Elvis impersonation of this song? I think Neil just proved me wrong. But <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, Not I wasn't trying to impress you, bro. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I did read that the and this may be a reason why you, you find them so interesting that the the vocal the the Jordanaires um, replace many of the major and minor thirds with neutral and septable minor thirds. I don't know what that means, but they do something different there. And basically the the notes they sing over blue is like they, they try they're trying to constitute a musical play on words. Yeah, well they're they're kind of like blues notes that they're trying to it's kind of like an Easter egg, like, oh, check us out singing blue notes over blue Christmas. <laughs> Having some fun in the studio, bro. I think the issue maybe it makes it feel it's really the thing that it's really the only thing that dates it otherwise it's pretty it's kind of like those those harmonies remind me of like the animation in rudolph the red nose rudolph the red nose reindeer is like oh. it's oh. super <laughs> awkward but it's kind of the charm but because it's so it's great so, yeah it makes they're, the, it, they're the audio aging yeah yeah, yeah exactly. it, it definitely that, that's the, fair that makes those sense harmonies, i agree with that they sound like that looks yes the the yeti snowman like brrr. <laughs> but at the same time, see, that's not – I don't like it in country music in general when they start putting too much stuff in there. Like, it gets on my nerves. So that part of it, like I said, I would like for it to be not quite as prominent. But I do think it's just dated a little bit. But at this point, it's just kind of classic. It just falls under the like, – like I said, the snowman, um, you know, it, it, the animation mm-hmm. of yeah. Rudolph. And the, um, oh, it's like the whistle of his nose when it lights up. Yeah, and one more point about the music. I loved that um, – just the the lead guitar sounds like he's playing it with a matchstick, or not a matchstick, a matchbook. You know what I mean? It's like, boom, boom, boom. Like, there's something about like the clicking of the strings that. Is it a kinda, tape delay? I need to listen. It may be. Does it, it may, sound like a yeah. click? Like yeah. Right well, back? It, so, it sounds like that classic country like sound I, where it almost it. sounds like a, a yeah like a like an echo or some yeah. kind of like slap back kind of. Christmas tree. The way to get that is you do a, a quick slap back with one echo, just one. Okay, yeah. Even yeah. more than one, it's, it's just so it's like that, and you almost don't 
quite even notice if it's fast enough. So that's probably, mm-hmm. I haven't listened mm-hmm. to it, but if you're hearing, that's probably, it used yeah. to drive me crazy trying to figure out what that is. And he's classic, because he, he used that in, a, you know, all the, uh, That's All Right Mama, like he defined that. That well, and and that um that doom, 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 doom. like he does they do that in a lot of Elvis yeah. too. We just yeah, sets Elvis sure. up to crush it. Yeah, doom, 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 doom. I mean, hurry! I mean, I do love the the walk up and the walk down that they do in that one little break section. I don't I don't know if you would call that a chorus or a break. The music and the songwriting, just in general, like the way they took this song, because without the the Christmas lyrics. It could just be another Elvis song, but what are the intervals or the the melodies that make a Christmas song? You know what I mean? They're, they're, this still has elements of a Christmas song, but like, it's just some. You know what it's I mean? It's just them saying Christmas. What's that? It's no, just them no, saying no. Christmas. Yeah, it really is. There's nothing else about yeah. it that they do with Christmas. Yeah, I don't. I don't really relate this musically with anything. I mean, like this. This almost like even that part. You know, decorations. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like the Christmas tree. Dun, 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 I don't think that's that associated like with every Christmas. MGM opening movie. It, it's like it's like Run yes. on Rudolph. Is okay, about very Christmas. So maybe not just... this song, but just in general, like I think this has a little bit of that. But there's something about Christmas songs that make them, whether it's the melody or the intervals or something that that make them Christmas songs. You know, I think it's just the Christmas word. Oh. Now, if you want to break it down into like old school songs, they tend to have big melodic intervals and they're sweeping like "Oh Holy Night." Well, look, look. but that's not really, really have a whole lot. To no, do I think it. this has a little bit of uh, that Christmas magic to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of Christmas songs they have different changes or bells or uh, different things that make them Christmas songs. So, is and there a song that, that has Christmas spirit without saying Christmas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's plenty. That yeah. with, with the production. With but I mean, the bells, I'm saying what the, I'm saying. Like, can you name me songs that have a sense of Christmas without saying Christmas, or talk about snow or snowman? Or, I mean, Ave Maria, I guess. But that's just like the most beautiful melody of ever. I wouldn't even that agree time. that that is Christmas. Well, they play it at Christmas because it's like the Mother Mary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's associated with Christmas. Yeah, for sure. but it just causes yeah, but. And, but I'm with um, you. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'll come back to you on that. I tell you, a great Christmas song that no one ever talks about is from 30 Rock, Tracy Jordan, Christmas Wishes Shooting From My Eyes. That is a classic <laughs> Christmas song everyone should check out. Christmas Jesus Wishes Christ. Shooting From My Eyes. <laughs> oh, it's, re- it's real straight ahead, like you were saying, Josh. It's, um, it's just a blues song. They throw Christmas in there. Elvis does Elvis gets not the Vienna yeah. Boys Choir or anything. It's you know it's just well, he's not at Sun. He's at RCA. I mean right, that, that was a label this was on. But this is on the Elvis Christmas album, which is in '57. I listened to it today, and it's is, it's it's a great. Are listen. all the instruments on it? All the everything? Um, yes. I just have a hard time because when did That's Right Mama come out? In like '56. Yeah, they were pulling out all the stops, like production-wise, on this album. But in '64, um, he's like making movies and stuff. He's a full-on superstar. But in '57, yeah, they, they, they didn't re-record this in '64. They just released it as a single. Well, what I was because gonna say again, is, it, maybe they just did the bass tracks and then added to it to make it because it feels like '64. On the on the '57, it, it sounds exactly like Interesting. this. We could probably combine the production with our under the covers section because we can compare how these sound and like the different production that was going on in these songs. I mean, this, uh, I will say before we move on from the, um, uh, the Elvis Christmas album, 
the his uh, piece in the valley on that album is so good. It, it's and I've always yeah I mean I've always known the song I didn't hear it for the first time today but I, I, that's my favorite version of that song. It's definitely the best song on that album. Listen to Elvis "Peace in the Valley" from that Christmas album. It's it's just phenomenal. On production, I loved his uh, his '68 comeback special on NBC. Him doing yeah. this song, I loved that so much more. It didn't have the harmonies. It was just him and a couple guys sitting around. He's in just complete black leather. Fucking playing this song. Nothing says Christmas like black leather. That entire <laughs> comeback special is phenomenal. And is it's great, just though. such a great name, the comeback special. Live on NBC from Burbank, California, the Elvis comeback special. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, was, what was he coming back from? The Beatles crushing it for fucking three or four years? No, he was that- coming back from uh, his movie career. Ah, well, like, basically, he had just... Was he not releasing music? No, he was doing too many movies. All, all, all his music was just being like watered down with like, oh, "Hey, right. let's do this shitty movie, and then you can do this <laughs> shitty album with it." Yeah, and then okay. he just kept getting shittier, basically. And then he was trying to get into like real acting, that did not work out. Oh, and he's no. like, "All right, I'm coming back." But also, it's a Christmas song, so if you, you know, maybe they just wanted to release a Christmas song to take advantage of. It's a promo the thing, right? Season. They do that. Yeah, it's I mean, a, that 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 can also like you were saying, Neil. He's coming back from all this stuff. It's like that can help your career. Well, yeah. That's an easy way to just sell some quick songs. And the the comeback Record. special was supposed to be a Christmas themed whole thing. And Elvis <laughs> was like, "No, I'm not coming back and singing a bunch of Christmas songs. We I'll sing Blue Christmas, but we're gonna make this the comeback special, not." Elvis presents Christmas on NBC. Elvis was like, "Fuck Christmas!" He, I'm basically, black he was leather. he was out. He was like, "I'm not into this at all." If it's going to be some kind of Christmas, I bet bullshit. if they would have asked him at 72, he would have. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I love that he he basically took the reins. and was like, "No, I'm not doing this. I'm doing my songs. We're gonna my boys are coming, and we're gonna do some good songs. I'll do Blue Christmas. I'll mention Christmas, but that's it." Why don't we slide under the covers a little further? I don't know if I like that. <laughs> and talk about Johnny's some of the other. I feel like you're putting your arm around me, and I'm backing toward the door. You and know, then... since we're since we're good and 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 lubed up on eggnog and whatnot, <laughs> Christmas the, spirit. We got the Christmas spirit. What was your favorite cover that you heard? There's so many. Well, it, the, the, the version we're talking pick. about is a cover, right? But other than this, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I liked Ernest Tubbs' version. It was, I think, that was the second version. Yeah, it was very country and just the just the old country Hawaiian guitar playing is just so amazing on that. Um, yeah, it sounds great. Frankie Avalon's version was very sad, and mysterious, um, and <clears throat> I also liked uh, a version by a band, Ivan and Alosha. They kind of made it rocking. I love that band. I I found them. They did a cover of a Dylan song. On, a, on an album a while back but uh that was great yeah i like them i, I didn't hear their cover of the song though that's cool yeah i think i'm just going straight porky pig porky pig i would say you know the beach boys version i really enjoyed i thought brian wilson sounds great singing this song it's in the arrangement while intricate is very like low in the mix uh, our, our girl Sharon Van Etten did a cover that she is, sure did. Yeah, it's pretty good. 
eh, it's a little too busy. I don't think I would listen to it again. The Lumineers did one. They try to make it into like a singer-songwriter version of this song, which is it's not fine. preferable. Fine. Uh, there's a weird like Martina McBride in Elvis, like that they like did a duet that, like, <laughs> yeah. in yeah. 2008. Well, and they did a video where they they dubbed her into the 68 comeback from special. the 68. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so weird. So, question, philosophical question: When you cover a song like this, do you try to make it your own, or do you just try to go? Not a, not Elvis impersonator, but like, do you try to go straight at it and just try to get the vibe and get in and out, or do you really try to f- mess with it? Because I'm of I'm of the stick to the basics, just sing the song, let the song do the work, get in, get out. Thoughts? Yeah. Well, everyone does it their own way. I don't think anyone tried to, any version does not sound like Elvis at all. Like, but is that everyone, a good thing? Is my point? Like, no, I think it's good? a great thing. I think it's one of the best things about the song is everyone. They play with the notes and the melody so much. Like every version you hear, they sing it so differently than Elvis did, you know. And even the original, like it's it's all kind of it, it. It's such an open kind of ground for you to play with the melody. But I mean, will you ever listen to any version? I will never seek out of any version but Elvis or something like Elvis. Yes. Well, after after going through the song and and researching it. It's not my favorite. I, I there's a bunch I like oh, yeah, better than Elvis's version. So yeah. yes, I will. Okay, well, what I'll say to your point, Jonathan, the just going at this song, just basically taking it and going at it. The Kelly Clarkson version is a good example of that. There's a real nice piano solo. She's not trying to reinvent the song. It's really just here's the song. Here's just the straightforward. The what the guy wrote. I can sing it well, and that's it. Like she and him did a version. It's like indie and cute, but it's not very good. Buble did one. Connick Jr. did one. Yeah, Sinatra yeah. did one. Johnny Mathis did one. They all sound exactly like you would well, think yeah. that their version of the song was. And Dean Martin, the yeah. same. Dean Martin. And I like most of them, it just sounds like you don't feel the pain. I don't even feel the pain in Elvis's version, but I do in the original Ernest Tubbs and Ernest Tubbs. Uh, Day or O'Doyle or whatever. I feel the pain in those, but since then, it's kind of this like. Oh, I'm gonna, I, you know, I got my girl by my side, but I'm gonna sing this blue Christmas song. Yeah, and, and and to to Neil's point, I would say there's three different versions of the song. There's either like the the Day O'Dell Ernest Tubb version, which is really like a, a a country crooning ballad from like the late 40s, early 50s. The Elvis version, which is like kind of a rockabilly take on it, and then the Beach Boys take on it, which is very Beach Boys. Those are the three mo- most different. I feel like all the other ones are more a take on the. Ernest Tubb earlier version than the Elvis version. Yeah, honestly. And just one quick point. I loved how um, I think it was on the the original version where it comes in, the music comes in with Silent Night. It's like bam, 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 bam. Wow, how blue. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, gonna... it's so cool how they used a different Christmas song to bring that in. It was, it was very uh, creative. If you took the harmonies out, I'm asking you, Neil, if you took the harmonies out of the Elvis version, would that get it closer to the Ernest Tubbs? I'm no, trying to ice no. okay, so it's not that. It's actually how no, it sings. No, it. well it's the um it's the the slide, the um the pedal steel and just just that, that old sound. Yeah. And and also just I really love Elvis, I love a lot of his stuff, but on this specifically, he's definitely leaning into the oh <laughs> like it's just so much and then, like I said, my least favorite part is 
Christmas. <laughs> oh, so he says, what does he say? Christmas. Neil, you're singing this cover, by the way. <laughs> um, he says, Christmas. Blue, 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 blue Christmas. All right. So as we as we slide under the influence. <laughs> what are you, Stop drug me now? Now I'm Josh drugged under the covers and looped it. up. I do not like We're under the covers. This. Now we're going under the influence. <laughs> slip and um, I, th- I think we, we, we skip our usual, uh, here's what influences song, Quit blah, blah, blah. T- to <laughs> it's only in your head. Jonathan, does the shoe fit? Yeah. Yeah, it fits like a big black Santa Claus boot. You know, it's a pumpkin spice latte of a song, but it's a damn good one, and I'll take it any day. Neil? Yeah, it fits like a red suede shoe. Zinger. Um, <laughs> coming in hot. I was um, <laughs> Does the shoe fit section belongs to Neil Marsh tonight. <laughs> I'm going to say that it uh, it definitely fits like a warm pair of slippers around the fire at Christmas. <laughs> With someone passed out in your bed under the covers and not remember talking, what the fuck you're doing to Are you them. talking casual boots? <laughs> I'm talking about slippers, son. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and now we are going to play Blue Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. Have a happy holiday season and new year from all of us at Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. I'll be so blue just to thinking about you. Decorations of red on a green. Christmas tree that won't be the same, dear. You're not here with me, and when those blue snowflakes start falling, that's when those blue memories start.